All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, today is Wednesday, March 17th, 2021, or I'd rather say good afternoon. I apologize for not posting this uh, earlier in the day as I usually do, and the reason for that is because I took this morning just to answer all of you, get back to emails, Instagram, all that, and uh, I have to say I let it rack up a bit too much in terms of the messages, so I got to break it down more often because I didn't realize how long it would take me. But anyways, I love answering back to all of you and um, I enjoy doing it. But anyways, let's carry on. So first off, we have a fair amount to report today. Nothing super significant other than a terrible shooting that occurred. I'll get to it in a second. But uh, first off, Gavin Newsom's recall petition has now hit 2 million signatures or just over, which is enough to officially put it on California's ballot, apparently. So... I mean, look, this has been going on for a handful of months now, and it has to do with a lot of different things, people not being happy with how Gavin Newsom handled uh, the pandemic and things like this with the lockdowns and all that. People are really not happy, and they're looking at things like Florida right now, uh, some information that came out yesterday via the mainstream media. Now, yes, we have to be vigilant of this information released, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I just know that a lot of people within California are not happy with him. Uh, I know that he's not the main reason why a lot of people are moving, but a lot of celebrities have now moved to Texas and not just Joe Rogan I'm talking like a bunch of them I could name probably a couple dozen that have moved to Texas so uh, for a number of reasons lower taxes traffic's not nearly as bad more open space things like this right so it'll be interesting to see if he gets recalled or not or if he um, or if the Democratic Party backs him enough to maybe run another campaign that will keep him in his position the next thing is that this is the shooting I was speaking of. Eight Asians were killed in three different massage parlors in the state uh, state of Georgia. Now, I don't know the specifics. I don't know if it was a militia. I don't know if it was a, um, in general, if it was any type of group, a terrorist group, a white supremacist group, a far left group. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it was, so I don't want to comment. And of course, the details are still unraveling. Now, here's the thing. It's very, very you know, controversial for me to say this, but we have to call it like it is. Could this have been a possible reason to justify exploiting more laws, more surveillance, or using justification at a smaller level to push a certain narrative? Now, here's the thing. I, I did an interview with someone yesterday. It'll be coming on about a week or two. Um, I'll be starting like an interview segment, but ultimately what we're seeing here is that certain political, certain shootings in this case, like for example, um, you know, let's say mass shootings may in fact be staged shootings. Now, I want to be very, very careful saying this because I'm not trying to say that any type of mass shooting was a, a rehearsed type of event or a, a false flag or was staged. I do believe they genuinely occur, but I believe that whoever gave the order for some of those mass shootings are very, very depraved people. And again, I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. We look at the case of that federal judge who was investigating Epstein. After Epstein died, her family was shot at, her house was shot at, so coincidentally by the male guy, the UPS guy, who was then, you know, later determined by a psychiatrist to be deemed crazy. This is the way they do things. Now, I am not saying that the Asians that were very terribly murdered yesterday were, were the victims of some type of false flag, but I'm saying that not all things are coincidences, not all things are accidents, and we have to be very vigilant. With that being said, I wish for nothing but the best during the time of these families who have been, very sadly, have had their lives taken away or have had their siblings nieces nephews aunts uncles 
uh, children's lives taken away. Whether or not it was just a random act of violence, a planned act of violence, or a false flag, I really do... I, my emotion can't describe how terrible I feel when I see these things. It is the... It's one of the worst things. This child rape, that kind of stuff, worst of the worst. Innocent people going about their day in the public, and then boom, they get murdered. This is why some people ask me, myself personally, I'll tell you guys very quickly, why do you seem so paranoid, Dave, when you go out? Not super paranoid, but, you know, I'm looking around. It's because of shit like this, and I know it sounds crazy, but, I mean, it can happen to anybody, and it's such a sad and terrible thing. Now, I do want to make it very clear one last time over again for those watching or listening. I'm not saying this shooting was a false flag, not at all. I'm saying we have to be vigilant of all the angles. That's all I'm saying, right? So the next thing now is that to lighten it up a little bit, it is uh, St. Patrick's Day. So I guess for those who celebrate or what have you, then happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, the next thing is that Biden said Putin will pay a heavy price for the interference in the election and all that. And there's now intelligence reports coming from the CIA saying that Putin didn't directly collude with Trump, but he groomed some of Trump's people or his aides to you know favor the the whole campaign and manipulate it in, in terms of winning and it didn't matter in which way as long as they won look there's foreign intelligence uh, foreign countries involved in elections all the time and i'm not saying that this should be let let go but if we want to be totally realistic with ourselves russia's interfered in many elections in the past the u.s has too so has england so has israel within each other's and within other smaller countries it just so happened that assuming this intelligence is legitimate and the cia didn't make up a source like they've done a bunch of times before assuming this is legitimate it just so happened that this time around putin was successful and again, it's a chess game. There's moves and counter moves. So what Biden said doesn't surprise me. If, if I mean, you know what? If you want to go ahead and make a counter move, it's like a chess game. You're not going to move a pawn back or you're not going to attack back. Of course you are. So I, I don't know what the big like, you know, mainstream media like, oh, look, Biden said this and the CIA said that. Look, it's a constant chess game for anyone who even remotely watches our afternoon episodes or follows the intelligence area of things. This is nothing. That statement Biden made was just for the people that are not exactly uh, keen or uh, aware or in touch uh, with what's going on in the world or for the people who don't necessarily have their finger on the pulse so they could feel reassured. And that's fine. I'm not trying to put those people down. But for people like yourself and myself who follow this stuff, this is another day in the life of an intelligence operation. You know what I mean? So uh, the next thing is that uh, Saudi Arabia wants to buy Turkey's armed drones. I don't know what the big issue behind that is, to tell you the truth. I know that there's conflict and issues, and some of you may, in fact, be able to correct me as well, too. Also, I saw a comment from uh, Carol from, I think, yesterday, the day before, regarding North Korea's threat to the U.S. I would like to correct my statement on that because there is much more of a strategic play there. So it would be a fair warning now knowing what I know regarding that what, North, what Kim Jong-un's sister said. So I do want to thank you, Carol, for that. The next thing is that, uh, well, speaking of which, the Saudi Arabia wanted buying, wanting to buy Turkey's armed drones. I mean, look, it, it's just it's it's arms dealing. It happens all the time all over the world, right? The next thing is that Brazil's next health minister said that he will follow uh, current Prime Minister Bolsonaro's plan or pre uh, President Bolsonaro's plan. Look again. Here's the thing, whether or not it's in favor of science with regards to COVID and social distancing, or it's not in favor of science. 
at the end of the day, whatever the people want is what should be done. And I know that you might say, Dave, but you know, if co if if COVID is real, that's a big if. If COVID's real and as legitimate as they say without the exploitation and the propaganda, then that's not good for the country. My answer is look, sometimes answers require black and white statements in the sense of, well, if if it is real and it's not good for the country, people will find out by paying with their lives. And I'm not trying to sound uh, like a piece of shit or ruthless, but I mean if people really want to open up and they want to take that chance, let them take the chance. I don't, I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? You talk about finding a middle ground. It's like, okay, you know, they're considered a democracy. Let's take a vote. And if, if the people want it, then they want it. But if the country's divided, then I don't have an answer. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. The next thing is that Ron DeSantis in Florida is, again, according to CNN, I put this on my Instagram this morning. I'm so surprised that Ron, that CNN reported this. But Ron DeSantis, with COVID and economically, is doing great uh, compared to other states, believe it or not, because Florida never closed down. Florida was always open, so the economy was going to continue to thrive. Okay, granted. But then when it came to COVID, here's the thing. We have to look at all the angles. It's very possible that Ron DeSantis was able to, for somehow, was able to keep the COVID numbers down now some people might say yeah because covid is definitely over exaggerated others might say because it doesn't exist because i'm on youtube i have to say it does and i do want to look at all the angles and be fair for those that do believe it does exist and i respect that so when we look at all of it we have no choice but to say okay is he covering up some numbers to look good or because look cnn knew about the cnn is not a fan of ron DeSantis. let's call it like it is for them to report this i'm extremely surprised especially the the one who wrote this jeff zucker from cnn that guy's a pure mainstream media like that guy follows the book whatever the boss tells him yes sir yes ma'am whatever so look i mean it, it could be just as realistic as they say and without anything behind it it could be desantis has manipulated the numbers again to look good assuming he manipulated them the first time based on the accusations of that ex-employee the problem is guys it's so confusing because unless we were there ourselves we don't know the facts and that's why i gotta present all the angles here and then it's not for me to tell you guys what to think, right? Again, we have to say, you know, the initial time that he allegedly covered up the numbers, is it true? Or was that some type of play that that ex-employee was paid for very secretly to attack Ron DeSantis and his reputation? Or did he really cover up the numbers? It's hard to say. The next thing is that the European Union, excuse me. Uh, the European Union is pushing for a uh, COVID passport plan, but they're calling it travel certificates. And for those listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Podbean, I used air quotes there because, again, it's all about the use of words, right? There's a difference between approval and authorization, which a lot of people don't know. There's a difference between, um, in this case here, right, certificates and passports. Which one is it going to be? Is it going to be a temporary certificate? Is it going to be, you know, right? And these are the types of things we have to look at. We have to watch the wording and the definition of the preconceived way in which these mainstream media outlets tend to define their own wording. Because sometimes, you know, MSNBC will say, well, you know, this word and the way we phrase it in this headline means this. And then CNN will go, well, you know, it means that. This is the problem, right? It depends which outlets you look at, which ones you listen to. And it's just they all have us in their grasp in terms of trying to reach out to us and, and convince us directly. So when it comes to these vaccination certificates and passports, I'll tell you right now, in my humble opinion, my perspective, I'm not flying if I got to take one of these. Now, I know this is the European Union and not North America, but still. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just taking it as it comes and I'm going to see what comes of it. I know that a lot of companies are, are skeptical of doing these vaccine passports, but it'll be hard to say, right? The next thing is that LeBron James is now a partner slash, I guess, owner in Liverpool FC. Uh, okay. And the next thing is that Facebook will be paying News Corporation owned by Rupert Murdoch for content in Australia. Look, can I be honest with you? I'm happy for that Facebook has to pay for news content because they have the money and it, it does help stimulate some things. But if it's one rich company paying another super rich company, again, I don't I'm not a, an expert on macroeconomics, but I don't know how that's going to filter down to the average person. That That's the end goal for me. Does it help the average person? But ultimately, if this is a policy, look, I guess in terms of sticking it to Facebook in Australia, this is the best we're going to get. So... At the end of the day, they do call the Murdochs the quote-unquote Murdoch Mafia. Some people do, but anyways. The next thing is that Nokia is going to cut up to 10,000 jobs worldwide. Yeah, nothing good will ever come of cutting jobs. It's as simple as that. And it doesn't matter if you're liberal, Republican, doesn't matter, right? Everyone knows this. The next thing is that uh, the UK is now planning to build what they call reception centers for migrants that come via boat. Well... I mean, look, if you want to do it, sure. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Again, going back to the perception of the way that they present the words, right? What does that mean? Like, what does it mean when they say, uh, sorry, when they say reception centers? Like, does that mean they're going to treat them like the way that, you know, um, the, the, the camps at the U.S.-Mexico border? Or are they going to treat them much better? Like, that's the other thing, too. So it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'll follow up on that. The next thing is that in the U.K. as well, uh Uber within the UK is now paying drivers minimum wage. That's good to see. I'm happy to see that people are getting a raise and things like assuming this raise occurred. And I'm happy to see that Uber will now, you know, uh, cooperate with that so that they can actually pay, you know, the people working hard a fair wage. Because here's the thing. I and I don't know if this applies to all over the world. I know in Canada and the US it does. Uber put a limit about a year to two, a year and a half ago. Uber put a limit on how long an uber driver can drive for in terms of like you know after seven or eight hours they have to take a break before that limit was put on on the app people were making way more money as an uber driver right and so if uber is going to limit how many hours a driver can drive in a day which is i get it they have to cover their ass legally uber because you know if someone gets tired and there's a car crash while they were doing an uber ride it really gets tough legally and i understand that but if they're going to do this then you know at the end of the day, it, I can understand why they're going to comply with the UK to raise that minimum wage and all that. Because ultimately, I mean, it's it's if you limit the amount of hours they can drive and they need more money to support their family. Again, assuming this, I'm understanding this this scenario correctly. It, I don't see how anything negative could come of this, but I could be wrong. The next thing is that James Levine, a former opera maestro, died at uh, just died at the age 77. Um, the next thing is that, again, I never, I said I wouldn't cover this, but Prince Harry has had unproductive conversations with his brother William since the interview. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't really care. The next thing is that there is a rare high-risk threat for parts of the South in the U.S. that has been issued uh, for a storm. Um, okay, so those listening that are in the South, just be vigilant, be careful, uh, take a look at the local weather, assuming this report that I got is legitimate, I think it is, and, um, and stay safe and hunker down. I, I wish you nothing but the best. Um, the next thing is that the first batch of COVID vaccines arrived in Palestine for the Palestinians. Now, 
Look, at the end of the day, I don't think Israel helped them. They gave uh, Israel gave the vaccine to Palestinians living in Israel, if I'm not mistaken, because of the whole 1967 border issue. That's a bit of a history thing there, a little more complex. But, I mean, it's nice to see that because at the end of the day, it's a humanitarian issue, assuming it's legitimate and it's not a, um, let's say, a... Uh, it's not a matter of, you know, oh, I'm not giving it to them because this and that. When the EU is considering, you know, using Russia's uh, Sputnik vaccine, hey, I mean, look, it just shows when whether it's a fake crisis or not COVID. I have to say it's real because of YouTube. But, you know, it just shows that when humans come together, uh, you see how quickly things happen, right? Good things, good things. Um and the final thing is that Assad, within the president of Syria, has offered workers in Syria a stimulus to help them. Even though Syria is technically considered, if I'm not mistaken, a not even a developing nation, I believe a failed state, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there, guys, but it's nice to see that he's still helping the workers that are still there that do not have the ability to leave the country. Or, you know, he's trying to rebuild the country and get rid of terrorism, you know, with the help of Putin and all that. So it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. And the fact that he's giving financial stimulus is good. The question is how much of it, because, you know, just because he's giving it, that looks all fine and dandy in the headlines. But unless you and I are living there or have relatives there, and please forgive me if I, if I claimed it was a failed state when it really wasn't i just I, I believe that syria is not in a good position right now obviously um when i look at all of this i say okay how much of, how much money is going to these people relative to what they need to to survive and and be comfortable again relative to the circumstances they're in right so that's it for today again i'm sorry that i put this up a little bit later in the day but uh, kind of had no choice there's only so many things i could do as a as a one-man operation i do have a few people helping me uh, to, to be totally truthful and all of you sending me information and research helps too but again there's only so many hours i can i can do this so i appreciate that so kindly and we'll catch you guys later today cheers